This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. You thought I wasn't going to come back But I am back on the Halftime Show Welcome And I'm so happy to be hosting you Whether you're tuned in on 95FM Instagram at Omar Duri, Pulse95Radio.com Or even on YouTube Live That's what I'm talking about Great to see you guys The energy is back The immune system was a little bit down But we're recharged now We're ready to go and give you a great show What's on the show today? Let me tell you Now 2020 served us a lot And I mean a lot but 2021's around the corner. What have we learned from 2020 and how are we going to approach 2021, especially with rumors that this unprecedented time we're going through is going to continue through 2021? Let me know on that. Text me on 4215 or do or slide into my DMs at Omar Duri on Instagram and let me know how are you going to be approaching 2021? Is there something different about this year coming up? That's one thing. On the second thing, a lot of people have messaged me and said, Omar, What's going on with Arsenal? So instead of me messaging each person back, responding, getting involved in the banter, I thought, you know what? Let me do a segment when I get back on and give you my interpretation of what's happening at Arsenal. Third segment, Canelo Alvarez. Pound for pound, is he? I won't say the greatest. Is he the best active fighter at the moment? Pound for pound. If you didn't watch his fight against Callum Smith, that was recently, but boy, he looked good, especially against someone who's taller, bigger, and also got a much better reach. So we're going to be talking about Canelo Alvarez today. And of course, seeing that I'm back in the studio, taking all your questions and answers today on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Wow! <laughs> you know, um... For everyone that, that obviously supported and messaged me and everything, I'll tell you one thing that COVID's taught me in 2020 is when you're down and when people obviously go through a lot of things, you know, it's very easy to play the violin and feel sorry for yourself. One thing you can't predict is the people that actually show love and support. And even though I wasn't on the show here in the studio on Pulse95 Radio, I was at home and I wanted to work and I wanted to work because I wanted to stay active and I wanted to stay engaged with those people that take the time out of the day to come and speak to me and come and, you know, share their opinions and comments on the Halftime Show. We talk about mental health, physical health, gut health, and all sorts of sports. And that's what I realized. That was my takeaway from COVID-19, isolation at home, and also the support that I got, the messages that I got. People actually acknowledge when you're not around. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's very easy. Those walls get smaller. You know, people... um, People get into a you know into a dark place, but that's what 2020 has taught me. You know, I spoke to Lane Redman, one of my good friends, and he said to me, "2020 gave us 2020 vision on what matters, what we need around us, what we don't, 
But when you're not around and you get those kind of messages, this is what made it such an incredible experience for me because obviously the virus doesn't, just doesn't disappear after two weeks. It's there's there's repercussions to it. You know, there's aftermath to it. You might still suffer from breathing problems, headaches, etc. Loss of taste, loss of smell. But the people that did reach out, that taught me a lot. What's 2020 taught you? That's what I'm, I'm asking today. 4215-Ittasalat-Ordu. Send us a message or slide into my DMs. What's 2020 taught you? And especially now with talks that 2021 is a new wave and there's going to be more uh, restrictions and lockdowns and restrictions of flights, etc., etc. How are you going to prepare for 2021? When they took away, you know, the, the gyms and, uh, and, and the outings that we could have done, people started to stack up on things or, or buy things for the house or etc. But when it comes down to it, what did you learn from 2020? The power of touch, uh, sight, smell, friendship, mindfulness, gratitude, restriction. That's another one. There were so many things that I personally picked up on. And for everyone that's going through it right now, one thing I can tell you, inshallah, you will be fine. you got to stay in a positive mindset. Stop getting messages on, um, on coronavirus. Stop looking into it. Try to block that out because that's healthy for you because everyone's going to have their opinions. People are going to try and help you as well but might not say the right thing. On that day, you're going through something specific. You know, there's so many factors that I kind of picked up that if I kind of had a book or a, you know, a blueprint to how to deal with it, everyone deals with things differently. We're blessed to be in the UAE where they've looked after things so well out here that when you look at places like the UK and the US, it's... It's... Uh, it's horrible so so we're very grateful to be on the side of the world that's for sure and if you are on that side of the world please please be careful because these things i know a few people have have contracted the disease and also have gotten over it these things are challenging mentally and physically and that's why for everyone that did send me a message for everyone that did reach out even today coming into the studio and getting the reaction that i got from friends family and even colleagues it was great you know so I'm, I'm very very grateful if you don't know what happened while I was away uh, for the 14 days episode 200 happened I might even give myself a woohoo yeah <laughs> episode 200 happened and uh, who would have thought who would have thought I'd, I'd be at Pulse 95 thank you for the opportunity to be able to discuss the topics that we're talking about what in my mind I think is really important especially now is just be very mindful that everyone reacts to things differently and in reacting to things differently you know there's no right or wrong I think people should just be a bit more careful don't take things personally if someone doesn't respond to your message it is a challenge it's, it's definitely a fight that's one thing you know when you relate to sports you always relate to some people say oh I'm not a fighter I think everyone fights in their own right when it comes down to specific things they tackle and I think that's one of the things even yesterday I was at the gym I was training and even when I'm training I had people looking out for me just in case you know uh, shout out to Terry and Mustafa and, and Kareen and, 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 and Nimr Jimbo for, um, for just keeping an eye out on me they don't have to do that this, this, you see there's all the things that come out of this situation so yes if you do have anyone that's going through it reach out to them send them a message um, show them that you care it comes a long way alright so that, that's definitely something I'll tell you about that coming up next now a lot of people have asked me Omar what's going on with Arsenal and obviously, for those that know, I've been supporting them since I was a little kid. And with all the media and the, 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 the industry that we're in, 
people expect results now and when you don't start to show signs of improvement even if you're a victim of your own success that's what happens so coming up next we're going to be talking about what is going on at Arsenal and what can Arteta do to save this season on the only place to be at three the halftime show on Pulse 95 this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Man, I, I'm, I'm smiling ear to ear because I'm back in the studio I'm back where I belong I'm back with my family here at Pulse95 Radio and if you do miss our shows head over to our YouTube check them out on Pulse95 Radio we've got all the all the great shows you see here with the great hosts we've got from Morning Majlis to Yalla Home all throughout the day all the shows you can catch them there if you want a visual you can catch them on YouTube or if you prefer a podcast head over to Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud and Angami and we've got a lot of things happening right okay so I've been getting a lot of messages saying Omar, what's up with your dead team? Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's a tough time to be an Arsenal fan right now and trying not to get caught up in what the media are saying, what the journalists are saying, what the fan TV channels are saying as well because that's something that I think has has shown its value in world football right now. Not just fan TV but the fans not being at the stadium and the voices that get even louder when they're not at the stadium because obviously they're not cheering for their fans so they're able to voice their opinion through Arsenal fan TV and all that kind of stuff now I've got friends there at those channels so I'm not one to bash those channels but one thing I will say I'll try and make some sense out of what's going on and why Arsenal are doing so badly right now with Mikel Arteta now last year Mikel Arteta came on and well not last year last season because we're still in the same year came on board um, obviously never had managing, managerial experience he was number two to Pep but he has been an apprentice from many many managers all across the world including Arsene Wenger Pep Guardiola uh, etc etc so he's come on board with his own ideas he he came on board and, and, and put together a plan moving forward that plan won him an FA Cup and a charity shield which was based on results and not on performance try and bear with me now while I get through this results based is very different to performance based you can't please everyone fans obviously want performance as well so last year with the plays that he had and the plays that have been have gone through three or four managers who've been quite inconsistent to say the least and very very poor compared to the big big clubs in Europe which is something they used to compete with now expectation wise it's a whole different ball game because now since he's almost a victim of his own success and he's won the FA Cup and he's beaten teams worthy of it so not like teams where he had an easy ride got to the final and beat a good team he's beaten Liverpool he's beaten City he's beaten teams to be able to say he justified you know winning a trophy right so that was the first thing some teams with great managers still haven't won a trophy so it's not that easy especially how competitive the English league is so as victim of his own success he comes into this year and purchases two of his players um, Gabriel who's been the player of the month for Arsenal for every single month and um, Thomas Partey who's been injured 
prior to coming here the one performance that obviously came on and secured a great win was and the only win in 10 games is against Manchester United who we're going to talk about later thanks to Spicy for that so with that in mind already yes Willian has come on and, and, and been ineffective but because he started to get his players in he now is looking at performance based games so he wants to dominate games now where tactically it was a, a bit naive is facing let's say for example we take the North London derby facing a team like Tottenham now when you look at a team like Tottenham and having lost the last three games you know why the team like Tottenham is set up quite obviously and we all can see it they're set up to be able to defend in blocks not to concede much space in between the lines and to be able to hit on the counter-attack through Son and Kane if you don't try and take the game to them and if you do exactly what they do they tend to find it challenging example Chelsea when Chelsea faced Tottenham the reason why Tottenham beat Manchester United and beat Arsenal is because those teams thought they were better than them in playing football which might be the case but that's not on results that's on performance so you're performing well but you're not getting results see now I'm kind of trying to bring this together when Chelsea played Tottenham Chelsea sat back and did exactly what Tottenham did and that's why they got a draw so they played not to lose and that's different to playing to win now the difference between Chelsea and Arsenal are many things the squad how much they've invested etc but also Frank Lampard has had a year of management over Arteta so taking a point from that Tottenham game is not a bad thing when it picks up a run to be able to start winning games which is exactly what Chelsea have been doing and that's the difference between Chelsea and Arsenal in terms of the tactical approach facing teams especially of that magnitude to be able to keep the momentum going see where I'm going with this now so the the idea that Arsenal are a soft touch I think is lazy journalism and they might they might record this and they might send it to all those people who said Arsenal are a soft touch you have more experience than me in the game rightfully so but if Arsenal are a soft touch then that means they wouldn't be getting red cards wouldn't be as aggressive as they are so I think that myth is gone now I think the idea of saying that you know uh, Arsenal are, are lightweight you can move them out the way you can't move them out the way that's the thing one thing I will criticize is controlled aggression is something they need to work on because it's all good you've heard Louise and uh, Sabayos having you know a punch up in training which happens by the way for those people that have been in teams who have been behind the scenes it does happen it's not right but you square off you get out the way and you move on and you work together for one goal so you saw Sabayos and Enketia in a spat during half time but this is the thing controlled aggression is where it needs to go at performance wise Arsenal haven't been that bad results wise they've been woeful 1 in 10 is not good enough how many goals they've conceded compared to how many goals they scored last year they focused on a defense formation wise now what is Arteta going to do to try and get out of the spell because it's very very easy to be able to say that the next fixture is Man City in the cup Chelsea in the league and then Brighton away all the those games can be lost so what does he do he sets up what worked for him last year he takes away the idea of trying to outperform teams and is focused on results only Thomas Partey we don't know how long he'll be back he'll be out for 
Gabrielle should be back from suspension soon. Jacka should be back from suspension soon. Bellerin, I don't think, is good enough. But the idea is playing a 3-4-3. The four that are across the middle predominantly are defensive-minded players. And what that does, it allows the three up front to be able to attack with freedom, which is something they haven't been able to do. So the three across the back, the four across the middle with the two wing-backs, normally that would be... Tierney and Bellerin or Maitland-Niles or Saka and and, uh, and Suarez. Regardless, he's got options with that. The two in the middle would then have to be fought for and that goes through people like Mohamed Danini, Jaka, Ceballos, Thomas Partey when eventually he does come back and Willock. And then the three up front, again, Aubameyang, he's got a calf injury at the moment so he will miss the City game. But looking at that, that tells you the idea Pepe has to start, he has to play. I don't think Nketiah um, has justified even though he's top scorer for Arsenal it's not much when they're not scoring Lacazette needs to be brought back in the side and I think Martinelli has to play so Martinelli Lacazette and Pepe need to play a run of games Aubameyang will be out and I think that's a good thing for him as well to get some rest but that's my take what's your take on Arsenal how are Arsenal going to save their season following their woeful start coming up next we're talking about Canelo Alvarez is he the best pound for pound fighter active at the moment and what still motivates him to get in that kind of form on the only place to be at three the halftime show on Pulse 95 this is the halftime show with Omar Aduri on Pulse 95 oh he loves the pilot what a goal this is the halftime show with Omar Aduri on Pulse 95 nice strike oh better than nice Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Dury. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Wow! Thank you very much for tuning in and staying in touch with us here all throughout the shows, even during the break as well. I'm still getting people throwing their comments, messages. Florin, Hatem, Spicy, Erij, um, everyone dropping their, their, you know, their two cents on what we spoke about today. And if you did miss our show, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Rami on the podcast or even YouTube, show some love, smash a like, or even share it with your friends. We've got some wicked shows on there. Right, okay. We spoke about 2020, what it's taught us. What is 2021 going to be like? We spoke about what's happening at Arsenal, unfortunately. And um, and we're also going to be talking about Canelo Alvarez. Now, Canelo Alvarez fought Callum Smith in the super middleweight title uh, in boxing. And it was great to see because, you know, sometimes when you, when you reach the levels that Canelo Alvarez has, you kind of question what's his motivation to stay in it. While you have... All the fighters in the world who, who want to take a piece of Canelo Alvarez, taking out Callum Smith's height, his reach, uh, the distance between him and, uh, and and Canelo Alvarez in the fight was very interesting to see. Obviously, it was predicted that Canelo would win, but that wasn't my issue. My issue was trying to see if there's any you know if there's any holes that we kind of expose when it comes down to uh, his fight approach against someone who's taller, Ranger, especially having to fight on the inside, moving his head and trying to shoot you know and get out the way at the same time whilst what I noticed with Callum Smith especially is when someone's run, like running into uh, a fighter who's out of range 
trying to throw the right uppercut several times really had Canelo Alvarez moving his head the right way and, and almost connected but didn't you saw the bruise on his left arm as well the, how swollen that was he must have broken something there with Smith but again what is next for Canelo Alvarez you know what still motivates him to have that kind of track record I mean you don't see Floyd Mayweather coming out of retirement to fight Canelo Alvarez um, instead he's trying to fight YouTubers but I wonder, will he drop down in weight? Will he fight? You know, everyone's spoken about Triple G. I think that's done now. Um, Andrade, Believ, you've got, you know, all these different people. Uh, you see Spence as well come out and call him out as well. We want to see these fights. You know, this is something I think for a lot of people. Sometimes I think the business side of the sport takes over. And unfortunately, that gets delayed until... Like we saw that with Pacquiao and Mayweather, that was something. Now we're facing that with Fury and, and, and AJ staying active, especially now with AJ just coming off that win. Um, Fury and Wilder still, you know, might go again. Um, Usyk is in the background. He wants to fight AJ. But see, if Usyk fights AJ, he takes away something from the fight if AJ doesn't come out convincing and also some damage as well boxing isn't something that you can stay in forever it's not a game you know it's a fight so the skill and the art of boxing is something that you know people look at and take for granted now if AJ's ready and Fury's ready get them in the ring let them fight six months that's enough time if even they want it sooner Eddie Hearn needs to get on that and make it happen and I kind of wonder where you know there's so many factors in, in sport now to make the business side of things happen promoters venues where they're gonna fight what they're gonna you know what the approach is gonna be I, I heard from um, a good good friend of mine and a good source that AJ has brought on a lot of different types of coaches he's not working with the same coach anymore he's working with different types of coaches to match the different styles he's gonna be facing and we all know that Tyson Fury is gonna be stylistically very very awkward very very good movement for a big guy uh, and able to outbox almost anyone in that division um, you know like it's very it's very natural for him whilst you look at Deontay Wilder and you kind of know what his strength is you've got to stay away from his right hand especially the overhand right and and try and 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 jab him and box him and try and wear him down to be able to catch him so I don't know it's kind of like at the moment now with boxing and, and especially watching Canelo I was really excited to see the fight I didn't watch it live because of the time difference but I was excited to see how he would do um, and, and how he would perform and going 12 rounds again that's good for his his mileage especially if you don't take any damage but Callum Smith again you know a credible fighter but I think Canelo is in a world of his own I think he's in a league of his own and that's why I think he's he's probably the best pound for pound active fighter at the moment considering that you know what is active what is you know, will he drop down a division to just to make it more more challenging? I, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? 4215, it's a lot or do. Coming up next, we're answering your questions and also telling you what's coming up this week. Uh, we've got a special guest on Wednesday uh, on The Only Place to Be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse95. Oh, he loves the fire then. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! What? 
Yes, it is sure that time, and it's almost full time on the halftime show. I'll tell you one thing: the United fans are out, and they're talking uh, on my Instagram live at Omar Duri, telling me about, you know, um, is it is it. Are United lucky or is it something that's been in the pipeline for a while now? And I think the inconsistency has spoke for itself. Now, while Florin has told me that, you know, they haven't lost any away games, their home record has been quite poor. Saying that already, because so many different teams are taking off each other, I think right now the league is just it's just mad. It's crazy. Um, the argument that we're talking about is whether Oli... It is fit to take United back where they belong, and I think that's that's kind of like the question that you know people are asking me now on you know um, on my Instagram is is you know would he coach anywhere else around the world? I think Florence's argument was good, yep, but he comes from a winning a winning team. Um, and he can bring that spirit towards it. Yes, but you see, this is this is the fact that I have. He was a sub on that team. And while he affected the squad quite well and he scored a very important goal in United's history, I don't think that's enough to take United to the level where they're competing with the Bayern Munichs, the Barcelonas, the Real Madrids. Because let's put, let's put biasness aside. It comes down to... You know, bringing back these teams, we spoke about Arsenal earlier, we're speaking about United now, bringing back these teams where they belong. You know, um, Hansi Flick took Bayern Munich from fifth position to win five trophies. And oh, he didn't win manager of the year. Um, Mourinho's comments were quite funny about that. It still tells you that he's now elevating them back to where they belong. If they just win the league, it doesn't say anything about Bayern Munich because they win the league every year. So, you see, it depends on expectations. You know, it really does come down to expectations on what you're expecting, what your objectives are. And I think coaches nowadays, you know, they, they're they there to focus on the coaching. The, the staff that they have is an entourage of about 30 people on the team from technical director, you know, uh, relations uh, manager, loan manager. You know, you've got all these people that are there as part of the setup to be able to help you kind of elevate your team to the next level. So I don't know, I don't know whether United, you know, yes, if they win their game in hand, they'll be two points behind Liverpool, but I think Liverpool are in a, in a league of their own. I think that's something that, you know, overall we, we look at and say, wow, not just because they won the other day 7-0 or anything, but who they bring on off the bench, even though Van Dijk's been out and Gomez has been out, you know, Trent was out for a while. Look, look at the way they're playing, the, the, the style of football, the, the intensity, the drive. And that's why, you know, when, when Jurgen Klopp did win the award for manager of the year, it shows how far Liverpool have come in the last 30 years. To be able to win the Champions League and win the Premier League, you know, back-to-back seasons, one after the other, more like that. That's, I think, that's something that's that's been key. But right, guys, we are reaching full time on the halftime show. But you missed that whistle, man. I'll tell you that for me. It is, uh, another it is another one and this is something that I've been so happy to come and share with you guys. The show has gone very, very quickly but if you just walked into the room like you, Murad, I saw you just peep in on Instagram, head over to the YouTube channel. Super Mario and Gabby do a great job to put up these shows uh, so you can watch them in the comfort of your own home. Make sure you support, love and share and I will see you back on Wednesday because on Wednesday... I'm bringing a mental health ambassador, someone who's spoken all around the world, and he's someone that I think right now can answer a lot of your questions. So get yourselves ready because Hali Salama is going to be on the show on Wednesdays, flown in from Canada, I believe, to be able to shed light on a dark subject. So make sure you tune in, and I will see you on Wednesday, guys. Peace and love. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Love, guys. Bye. 
This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm.